We are excited to introduce to you Prophetic Edge, where we are going to be digging into the revelation of God's Word and what it looks like to walk in victory through the Word of God. Whenever God is ready to move in Scripture and bring victory to people, He always brings a fresh edge of revelation. I'm loving this whole flow that we have as we've been digging in on these series of podcasts to what it means to level up, go to the next level, advance into your future. As we've been looking at these, there is a beautiful phrase that keeps hitting me. Excellence. Now, it's a word that we throw around sometimes when we're referring to a multitude of things, ideas, people, products. But when it comes to the reference point in Scripture, when it comes to how God looks at something or the kingdom looks at something, the kingdom is built on excellence. See, oftentimes church can function and flow. And please forgive me for how I say this. But oftentimes we celebrate available mediocrity. Available mediocrity means we would do better, we would get better, we would pursue better, but what we have available to work with is mediocre. So we'll rather work with the mediocrity, the mediocre, the half committed, the almost good, the could have been great, but never made it to great. So we give that as our service to God, and we then demand to be celebrated as though it was pure gold, carrying diamonds, sitting on top of an emerald tray, because we've never thought about the fact that God deserves the best simply because he's God. So we don't celebrate or talk about excellence. And when we do, we have a very different idea. So I just want to talk about that for a moment. Proverbs twenty-two twenty-nine says, do you see someone skilled in their work? They will serve before kings. The very idea that God has called you a king, you're part of a kingdom, you are a king and a priest, it's royal language that we use to talk about this new nature that we have in God. But we don't stop to think about the fact that God says, if you see someone skilled, he didn't say present, he didn't say productive, he didn't say available, he said skilled. Would you be described as skilled? in the house of God? Would you be described as skilled on your job? Are you skilled as a mom? Are you just making it through with your kids? Are you skilled as a husband or a wife? Or is your marriage just surviving? Are you skilled as a re representative of Jesus Christ? Or can you barely share the gospel? Are you skilled when it comes to praying for people or do you stumble over your own words because you've never taken the time to learn what the word says about healing? Are you skilled when you present for the Lord or do you get up and just fly by the seat of your pants and you always say, I'm waiting on God? What often happens is the excuse we use to not be excellent is we blame the flexibility, the movement of the Holy Spirit. I would prepare better, but I don't want to steal whatever God wants to do in that moment. So I'm just listening for him. I would study more, but I don't want to study so much that I'm not able to hear what the Holy Spirit wants to tell me in that moment. It is a pitiful excuse to blame the Holy Spirit for mediocrity. 
God is a God of order and a God of structure. And in the beauty of his universe, he is excellent as creator. Now, one must always know that everything that God has created, he created with a structure, with an order and with a design. Therefore, if you are going to participate in the creative nature of God and walk in the productivity of the kingdom, you must also have design, order, structure. The kingdom will not operate outside of divine order. It will not produce if there is not right structure. And God will never bless anything that does not get birthed with his design. So now if you're going to be excellent, you must first go back to those three simple ideas, order, structure, design, order. Why did God say what he said? What is his order for the day? What is God putting together? How did God arrange it? Design. What is the original intent of the thing? Why did God make it like he make it? When you look at the original creative idea in the mind of God, have you varied from that to such a degree that God cannot produce in you what he produced in the word because what you now have does not even look like him? Structure, order, design, structure. Something we seem to hate is structure because structure demands that you not get out of order. Ah, the structure of the human body is so magnificent. Humans all look different. We all have different fingertips. We have different irises in our eyes. Our earlobes are different. Even our toe prints are different. What a varied, multifaceted thing the human body is. And yet all of us have the same skeletal structure. We all have been hung on the same hanger. We've been wrapped around the same mannequin. We've been designed by the same science. So you have to understand that ingenuity and flexibility do not negate the excellence of design. It actually backs it up. So for all of us who keep saying, I can't follow any kind of structure, you are making excuses and you're keeping yourself small. You cannot level up because God will not bless outside of divine structure. So ask yourself, what is the structure that I am entering into? If God's calling you to build, build with right patterns, build with right hope, build with the knowledge that you're doing it for God. If God is calling you to teach, teach with excellence in mind. Be excellent in your study. Be excellent in your delivery. Be excellent in the way you bring forth the wisdom and the knowledge of the ages and cause people to suddenly have a revelatory moment to know that God is real. If you are a scientist, be excellent in your study. Be the kind of scientist that is on the edge of curing cancer, looking at the way the heart works, waiting to end diabetes, finding a way to get rid of all of the maladies that are haunting mankind because you are on the edge with God being excellent. Excel, go beyond the limit, go beyond the norm, go beyond what's holding others back. But you cannot be excellent until you first become skillful. So have you even studied your skill? Titus 2 and 7 says, show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works. And in your teaching, show integrity and dignity. So show yourself in all respects to be a model, an example of good works. So Proverbs tells us to be skillful. Titus tells us to be a model of excellence. 
Ah, 2 Corinthians 8 and 7 says, but as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in earnestness, and in our love for you, see that you excel in this act of grace also. Excel, be excellent. It's amazing how many times we recognize that excellence is the key desired end of those in the kingdom. Have you reached excellence? I want you to ask yourself very simply, have you been excellent for the king? Have you been excellent? Are you simply trying to live a mundane, mediocre existence and just trying to show people that, hey, I'm a Christian and you can be a Christian too. And, you know, I don't drink as much as you do and I don't smoke as much as you do and I don't sleep around as much as you do. And if you want a better life, follow me because my life is a little bit better than yours. That's not excellence. That's competing. That's surviving. Are you simply trying to be on social media, another voice, where you end all of your tirades and tantrums by saying, by the way, I'm a believer. Be like me. No, that's not excellence. That's a platform poorly used and a voice extremely twisted. To be excellent is to be Daniel chapter six. Then this Daniel became distinguished above all the other presidents and governors, the voices and those that stood before the king because an excellent spirit was in him and the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. Excellence set him apart from the other leaders of the day. Excellence set him above the very kingdom he dwelt in. Excellence made the nation listen to him. Excellence made his voice absolutely the voice of transformation and transition by excellence. We just need God to move. God says, I will move through your excellence. We need the anointing to come. The anointing will fall where you are excellent. God, I need you to give me a bigger deal in business. If you will become skillful in your business, he will make room for you to increase in wealth. God, we need to have more influence in our society. If you have an excellent spirit, if you become better than the atmosphere of the day, if you lead with better language and come out with new ideas and have kingdom solutions, then the nation will follow you. If we must badger them into believing us, that is not an excellent spirit. That is a warfare mind with a Christian tongue. That is not the kingdom. I call you today to another level of excellence. I call you to a life that looks like it has been polished by heaven, flooded with mercy, kissed by grace. I call you to participate in this supernatural realm where some of you hear me and you say, but I don't even know how to be excellent. I'm not telling you to do it on your own. Excellence is the birthing of the spirit in the life of a man who will yield to God. Excellence is what shines in the life of a woman who has given herself to the yes of heaven. Excellence is what God will do through you. Be skillful is what you can give to God. So excellence will find you and follow you when you first begin to sharpen your skill. Today, as we talk about level up, I say to you, be excellent. Do less, but do it better. Say less, but say it like Jesus would say it. 
You might want to produce less, but let what you produce change the next generation. It's not about how much you can say or how many people you can make believe you. It's about the impact of the truth that has God's anointing behind it. I'm going to finish with this as we talk about being excellent and level up. Finally, brothers, Philippians 4 and 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent, 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 excellent. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. Ah, the apostle says, if you're going to move in a greater level of authority, if you're going to level up, if you're going to change the world, if you're going to cause there to be a shift in a generation, you have to make a choice. You've got to choose what you think about. So finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, if it is a lie, if it is founded in lies, excellence cannot be produced from it. No matter how magnificent the structure, if it's built on a lie, it will fall in the first signs of trauma. Whatever is noble, noble, royal, some things should be so beneath who you are that you don't even give space to it. That's not noble. That's not how kings talk. That's not how a queen would represent herself. That is beneath you. That's less than who you are. You are born of supernatural stock. Why are you acting like this? The whole world watched as a prince became a king in England after his mother passed away. We all watched the funeral and it was magnificent and then we waited for the crowning. And the whole world watched and even people who had said they didn't believe that the royal line should still be honored like it's honored. They came out in droves to watch in the rain. They stood. And as they stripped him of his vestments and he stood surrounded by four curtains, they poured holy oil upon his head and they crowned him king Charles. And as they crowned him king the whole world watched, and what did they understand? This is what a king looks like. You do not expect, nor would you be blessed to hear him walk around and belittle people and make fun of people and talk about foolishness and get on his social media page and make fun of somebody else. Why? Because that's beneath nobility. That's what it means when it says whatever is noble, you are royal, you are noble. That's beneath you. If you didn't want to see King Charles talk about it or the queen say these things with her mouth before she died, then why would you utter them? You are noble. Whatever is right, that's simple. Excellence cannot come out of wrong. It can only come out of right. Whatever is pure, excellence cannot be birthed out of unholy, wicked, dirty, muddy, defiled things. Whatever is lovely. Is that lovely? Is it gracious? Does it make God look good? And whatever is admirable. Admirable means worthy of admiration or respect. If you're going to be excellent, if you're going to walk in excellence, start with this verse. Live by this verse. And if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, let this be what you think about. So this can be what you produce. It's time to level up. It's time for you to become excellent. Because excellence 
is the mark of the kingdom. And God will bring excellence out of you. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. May you go beyond your adversaries, outlive your enemies, and be a blessing to all your friends. In Jesus' name, amen. This has been Prophetic Edge with Michael Dalton. If this episode has blessed you, please consider sharing it with someone. For more information, ministry dates, and to sow into the ministry, please visit yes-ministries.com. 